0: It's uh, it's great to be here with you this morning, and for uh, so Carol and me, it's uh, look at this. I'm being I'm being blessed. This is like being in Africa, yeah. They give you these to wipe your brow, yeah. Um, it's lovely for Carol and and uh, me to be here this morning. We we love coming to South Green. We feel a real part of this, the family of God here, though we um, we share ourselves across all three congregations. Isn't it lovely, the worship this morning? Yeah? To so have uh, Christine and uh, lead us, and to have Norbert. I'm going to ask Norbert if you'll your share with me in Breaking of Bread. Norbert um, recently was appointed an elder in the church, and that's a real. Um, Blessing for us, and a real affirmation from God that that, that God is sending really uh, jesus loving people amongst us uh, to encourage us to love him and to follow him and to worship him so uh, that, that, is, that is wonderful and I, I hope that you all um, pray for our, our leaders, our pastors and children 's workers and everyone else who who has a a leadership role uh, here uh, in Billericay uh, because they need our prayer I've uh, sort of sung myself hoarse so you'll have to put up with a bit of a a croaky voice and it's lovely anyone who's thirsty come to the waters and drink yeah well I'm a bit thirsty so I'll do just that and can I just say just one thing I I, want to thank all those people that have brought in puzzles for I'm always on the scrounge and puzzles for prison and for uh, medications and uh, things for the con guide and I'm so so grateful Um, uh, God has been really really good to us and I, I would just say one thing that that those of you that have seen that there's a little um on Valentine's Day at the Elim in Ingeston, um, we are hosting a lunchtime fundraiser for uh, for Congo. So if anyone hasn't had the opportunity of coming, uh there's quite a nice little uh, menu. Um, you're you're most welcome and you could see Carol. At, that's from twelve till two on the fourteenth of February. But God's been really, I'll just say about this, when when you go on mission, we're all on mission, aren't we? And God blesses mission, he does. God is, is into missionaries in a big way. And whether you think that you're a missionary or not, he thinks you're a missionary. You are a missionary. You have a mission. And it is just where you are. And you you can think, well, maybe my best days are over. Well, they're not as far as he's concerned. Do you know how potentially your best day is today? Yeah? That you have every resource you need for every good work he may ask you to do. If you just open up your life to the opportunity (coughs) of touching someone with the love of Christ, you'll feel whatever you offer him. And we went to um, India last year and uh, it was always a big thing because there's so many humanitarian things that we support. And uh, this church is a giving church All our our friends are giving friends and uh, every time I, I, I go and maybe I've been to India seven times in the last... 10 years, to Congo almost every year. God has opened up heaven each and every time without necessarily asking. And it is a big a big thing. This, this time I'm going to Congo in two weeks' time. <coughs> as long as I get the visa this week. But I'll be going and it, it, it obviously involves going to the Congo but it involves a, um, a journey across from east to west which is um, about 800 or 900 miles when I'm there and uh, most of the crusades and things that we, I need to support because they've, they've got no money and things like that And God is so lovely and this isn't a request for money because God has supplied um, at Christmas we had nothing and someone out of the blue gave a thousand pounds, another person gave a thousand pounds and now we have more than enough not for, for my own uh, affairs or anything like that but for the ministry that we're going to take part in God is so good and God will never, if you've got a mission if you decide to walk walk down the street and knock on someone's door and say may I pray for you because I know you're needy well you wouldn't say I know you're needy may I pray for you (coughs) the Holy Spirit will come upon you and God will do amazing things this chapter that Norbert read out it's such an amazing passage of Scripture. It's quite gentle. It just says, Come, seek, ask, receive. It doesn't ask for, for much from us. I don't know. Are you. Are you? I won't ask for you to any facial expression, but are you satisfied just where you are with your experience <coughs> of God? Are you just happy that this is as far as I'll ever get? I've achieved. I've, I've we've done great things with God. I've seen this fellowship blessed over the years. But now, you know, I've, I've to understand, you know, my body, my ability, my circumstances. This is it. I'm just sort of content. Because this passage starts with a a challenge. It says, Come to me all who are thirsty. That's all he asks for is for you to come he doesn't ask you to do anything else he just says come if you're thirsty come to the waters and you who have no money come by and eat it's strange that the Lord asks you to come and buy when you've no money how does that transaction take place? How can I buy with no money? There's only one way I can buy with no money, and that is if that which I need to buy has been bought for me. Or, take it another way, that someone has given me their card and says, You buy on my account. You've got to buy, but you haven't got to pay anything because the price has been paid. Hallelujah. But you must come. And you must be thirsty. And that that's all that is required. And as I... As I thought of this, of being thirsty, my mind went to John chapter 7. This is just six months before Jesus was crucified. It was on the Feast of the Tabernacles, which was an annual feast that the Jews would be called. It was a mandatory feast. (coughs) They were expected to come and pilgrimage to Jerusalem hundreds of thousands of them had come These piece sort of tabernacles. I remember the time when they were in the wilderness and they lived in in tents for 40 years it was looking back to way, the way the Lord had provided the Lord had, 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 had kept them daily met their every need led them Dwelt amongst them. But it was also part of looking forward to the coming Messiah, the coming of the one who would set them free, overcome the tyranny that was the oppression that they knew. And in, in that, they would remember. The fact that the Lord supplied water in the wilderness. If you turn to, uh, I think it's in Exodus 17, if you have a Bible. After a short while, they'd they'd run out of water. Remember, there's hundreds of thousands of of Israelites there. And the whole Israelite community, verse 1, set out from the desert of sin, travelling from place to place, as the Lord commanded. (coughs) They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarrelled with Moses, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for the water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, "Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us uh, bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst?" Then Moses cried out to the Lord, "What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me." Then the Lord answered, Walk on ahead of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. And I will stand before you by the rock of Horeb, strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massa and Meribah, because Israel quarrelled, and because they tested the Lord. Is the Lord among us or not? Amazing miracle. Striking a rock, water gushing out, and feeding hundreds of thousands of people. Can you imagine that? That that rock was struck. And so, they'd always remember this, the Lord never wanted them to forget it. And so on the, it says, on the last and greatest day of the feast in John 7, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. It's very similar to the Isaiah 55. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit. Whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And then the people were quite confused. Some uh, thought he was a prophet, and others, maybe the Christ. But they just were saying, "Well, this guy's just from Galilee. How can he? How can he say these things?" Again, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. In 1 Corinthians 10, it talks of, or it, uh, 2 Corinthians, it talks of Christ being the rock, that the rock was struck was, was, was Jesus. And so they'd remember the, the parting of the Red Sea, they'd remember the, 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 the giving of the water. And there'd be a a, 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 a ritual of, of they'd go to the pool of Siloam and get water and pour it down the front of the the altar, and the water would flow. And on this last and greatest day of the feast, there were there were different groups of people. Some would would go to um, and, and, and from the Kidron Valley and get branches of palms. And they'd they'd come towards Jerusalem and the temple and they would sing these great psalms of ascent, the halal. You can imagine all thousands of people with palms coming. Others would go to the pool of Siloam and get a a, a special jug and they'd fill it with water and they'd bring that. Others would be preparing the offering and they, they, they would circle the steps of the temple seven times to remember Jericho. And they would, they would break the, the, these, these palm branches on the steps until they were in pieces to, to, to symbolize the coming down of the wall. They would be bringing up the water and they'd pour it down the, the temple and they'd mix the water with wine down the um, altar and it would come trickling. And then there would be electric with all this celebration going on and Jesus stood at that moment as they were thinking about the rock being struck and he said if anyone's thirsty let them come to me and drink he said it's all about me this was all a foretaste, a foretelling of me I was the one to be struck I was the one that was struck at the instruction of God so that you could receive what only I can give the water of life life itself and all you need to be is thirsty and come and drink but there was a a second occasion in the, in the wilderness, in Numbers chapter 20, again there was no water, again the people took umbrage at Moses, and in Numbers 20, It said, now there was no water for the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, if only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into the desert that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place it has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates and there is no water to drink Moses and Aaron went away from the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell face down and the glory of the Lord appeared to them this was about the glory of the Lord What glory it appeared and the Lord said take the staff and your brother Aaron And gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock before their eyes and it will pour out its water. Again, the rock. The rock would supply everything they needed. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. Praise the Lord. So Moses took the staff. That's what God told him to do. From the Lord's presence and he and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and Moses said to them listen you rebels must we bring you water out of this rock and then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff water gushed out and the community and the community and their livestock drank it was amazing wasn't it But for that very reason, Moses never went into the promised land. Because he struck the rock. The first time the rock was struck, never to be struck again. This time he was to speak to the rock. But he chose to strike it. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give. Jesus is never to be struck again. He's to be spoken to. He has been struck. And now, this morning, for you and I, is for us to speak to the rock. To speak to the one who laid down his life and praised the Lord, was raised again on the third day. And now is at the right hand of God to be spoken to. And say, I'm thirsty. The rock of God, I stand before you and your glory. And say, I'm thirsty. I need the water of life. I need your Holy Spirit. In John 7, it was was talking about when Jesus said, is anyone thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. I am the living rock. People did not understand, but John says, he was talking about the Spirit which was to come. The giver of life he is my saviour, hallelujah, that's what we're going to remember and celebrate but he is my continual giver of life why is it that I must be so desperately thirsty before I turn to him and say fill me, give me what I need it must almost break his heart sometimes that we have to we have to almost be in a in, a, in an impossible position before we ask him for help. When he would say uh, daily, "You yeah, are you thirsty this morning? Come to me and drink. Come to me and drink, and out of what you take in will flow our streams of living water." I can only give what I receive. Congo doesn't want Ian more. They want the, 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 the spirit that I may carry only because I've asked for him. When did you last come before God and say, just humbly, fill me. I don't want to be filled with anxiety, fear, doubt, worry. I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. Not only because I need Him, but because God wants to give Him. Today, for you, just where you are. We celebrate that he's struck, but what should happen as we celebrate is that we receive this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. Till we are, are so overflowing with his glory and his majesty, that nothing's too difficult for you. There's no one that you can't reach with love, there's no one that you can't forgive, there's no one that you can't help in some way, there's no one beyond your prayer, you you begin to understand the heart of God, all because you just do this one thing, because he was struck that you come to receive. And when we break bread this morning, I know this this amazing public statement that that Jesus made is you know that, that I am I am the giver of life. I am the only one. I am the only one that can satisfy your need today. That's what he's saying. You needn't go anywhere else. Just come before me and receive. And I, I pray that as we do that, that, there'll be miracles. Yeah? We won't just go away from this this, this building thinking, well that was, a, that was a, a lovely meeting, or it was really nice to have fellowship, or it was good to see someone this morning. But rather it was good to receive everything God wanted for me to take. you know I, I look at, at, at people he said you shouldn't look at people in the in the, in the flesh you should look at them spiritually and I sure God looks at us and he thinks yeah you're the, you were saved to carry his glory you were sanctified so you could be vessels that would take his spirit and not adulterate it, but it would be pure and wonderful. And that's why the Bible says that you are a holy, holy people. You can only be holy with the holiness of God. And may it be, may it be for you and the world outside. He doesn't need any more religious people. There's enough religious people doing wacky stuff in this world. And evil stuff. He wants people that are made in the image of Jesus. Carrying his spirit. Touching and influencing lives. With his grace and mercy and power and glory. That's what you were saved for. Not listening to sermons. Not doing church. But being like Jesus. And that's the work of God in you. Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Then come to Him and drink. Amen? Are we going to sing? Yeah? And then nobody and I can can break bread together.